Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, sounding the alarm about the problem of teen dating violence, how to talk to your kids about the warning signs, and what to do if they recognize it. Also this morning, our high school basketball preview, Finley head coach Jim Rookie previews the Trojans' regular season finale against rival Lima Sr. In case you missed it earlier this month, surprising results from the Cleveland Clinic's annual heart health survey. What many Americans do and don't know about taking care of themselves. And inspired by that Cleveland Clinic survey, we have a collection of heart-healthy recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Friday, February 17th, 2023. So uh, some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day, they are tackling big issues uh, in the state of New Jersey. Do you hear about this? Um, they have uh, they have cracked down on an amusement operator on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. A Jersey Shore amusement games operator being banned for 10 years State Attorney General Matt Plotkin announced amusements operator Christine Strothers has been banned and fined for overinflating basketballs and violating other regulations. Investigators with the Legalized Games of Chance Control Commission discovered several basketballs inflated by as much as three times their recommended inflation level, which can unfairly impact someone's chance of winning because the ball can bounce erratically. Um, A.G. Platkin said the Jersey Shore is one of the biggest draws in the state for families. They want to make sure that people are not being scammed out of their hard-earned money. He went on to say that every person who plays an amusement game in the state of New Jersey deserves a fair shot at winning a prize. Except, of course, in the casinos. That's... I don't think the uh, Atlantic City casinos got that memo. <laughs> but it's good to know that they are uh, cracking down on all of the important things. You know, they're not dealing uh, with the, you know, little things, you know, the minutiae of state government. They're not worried about highways and roads and failing schools and, you know, all of those things, they're cracking down on the amusement games on the Atlantic City Boardwalk, and they are serious about it. So good news there. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, cracking down on uh, or taking legal action to help consumers, uh, this at the uh, federal level, uh, Congress may soon reintroduce the Unsubscribe Act to make it easier for Americans to cancel automatic renewal subscriptions. Have you ever tried to cancel a subscription that is on an automatic renewal? Uh, Deceptive practices by large corporations make it easy to sign up for subscriptions, but nearly impossible to opt out, according to California Representative Mark Takano. The uh, bill, which was, I believe, originally introduced last year and really didn't go anywhere, would require companies to be more upfront when free trials turn into paid plans and would require them to have straightforward cancellation processes. For example, the New York Times used to direct subscribers to a chat 
or hotline if they wanted to cancel. You could sign up with a couple of clicks online, but if you wanted to cancel, you had to call. Um, Planet Fitness requires cancellations in person or via written mail. Uh, Amazon, which is famous for its one-click purchase option, has a lengthy process in order to cancel your Prime membership, if you should want to do that. So they're uh, making it, uh, they want to make it, this bill would make it much easier to cancel an ongoing subscription. And I think, uh, and I'm not sure about this, but if I remember correctly, the original measure as proposed last year would level the playing field and make it the same to cancel as it is to sign up. In other words, if there is a one-click option to sign up, there would have to be a one-click option to cancel. Whatever uh, process you establish to sign up for a service or a product, you would have to offer the same uh, process to unsubscribe or to cancel. So uh, we'll see if it goes anywhere, but that I think... That's uh, legislation we could all uh, get behind. I hope that that is one of those things that turns into a uh, bipartisan measure. You know what I mean? Is that. Again, I know it seems like it's a, you know, Congress has uh, other things to worry about. War in the Ukraine and, uh, you know, unidentified flying objects, maybe extraterrestrials invading Earth. We've got the debt ceiling, but by golly, we're going to make sure that people can opt out of their Prime membership. But I think that will resonate with a lot of people. Some of the other most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day, this final day of the week, grandparents under attack by the American Dental Association. Researchers find that more than two-thirds of surveyed mothers claim that grandparents spoil their young children with sugary foods and drinks. And uh, let's see here. The the moms in the survey, 72% say the grandparents usually feed their kids large amounts of cavity-causing foods and beverages or fail to limit their grandkids' consumption of those treats. Uh, That would include sodas, juices, baked goods, candies, Findings come from research conducted by the University of Pittsburgh, along with West Virginia University and the University of Michigan, teamed up on this study. It was a two-year research project, including 126 mothers examined which factors influenced mothers to finally talk with their grandparents about giving their kids so many sugary foods and drinks. In other words, grandparents under attack. It's your fault that... uh, Grandkids' teeth rotting out. So don't feed them that stuff. Um, speaking of uh, kids and health issues, this is interesting. A uh, study out of the University of Chicago has found that hot noodles, a big cause of injuries in children. Uh, in the past decade, cups of instant noodles were responsible for one-third of children's burn injuries caused by hot liquids. Our hope, according to the researchers, is to develop the groundwork for future burn prevention programming. Essentially, all childhood burns are in some way preventable. The study reviewed 790 cases of children admitted to the University of Chicago's burn center. 31%, one in three, 
of those cases could be traced back to instant noodles in the microwave. Being unsupervised is the biggest risk. Adults should always remove the noodles from the microwave to keep and keep them out of the reach of children until the water has cooled. So um, watch those instant noodles. <laughs> Who knew? Instant noodles could be uh, so doggone dangerous to our kids. And uh, I guess our grandkids. Hello, that. Parents, grandparents, take notes. Did you see what uh, happened uh, on Twitter yesterday? Or, I'm sorry, day before yesterday. Uh, Twitter has now become the first social media platform to allow cannabis advertising. Cannabis companies in the United States are now able to market their brands and products on Twitter. The company had earlier allowed only hemp-derived CBD topical products, while other social media platforms follow a no-cannabis advertising policy, as pot is still illegal at the federal level, even though it is becoming increasingly accepted at the state level. Um, Twitter said it will permit cannabis companies to advertise as long as they have a proper state license Pass through the platform's approval process, only target jurisdictions where they are licensed to operate, and most importantly, do not target people under the age of 21. So, if you see uh, cannabis products being advertised on Twitter, interesting, another sign that that is becoming much more acceptable in modern society. And though some people say it is the end of society as we know it. Cannabis is becoming legalized. This, I think, is the end of society as we know it. McDonald's, first it was Chick-fil-A. We had the story a few days ago. Chick-fil-A is starting to test a plant-based version of their chicken sandwich, cauliflower version of its famous chicken sandwich. Now, McDonald's is introducing new plant-based nuggets. Yes, that's right. No chicken in the... Of course, some would argue that there haven't been chicken in those chicken nuggets for a long time. Real chicken, you know what I mean? uh, No, this is actually only in Germany for now. Uh, McPlant nuggets will be be available on the uh, German menu beginning February 22nd, along with plant-based cheeseburgers. Uh, They are working with Beyond Meat to uh, create the plant-based foods, which have already been permanently added to menus in the UK, Ireland, Austria, and the Netherlands. So far, no word on whether these products will be brought to the U.S. You can keep them in Germany and in Europe, by golly, those Europeans. It's fine for those Europeans. Don't give us our plant-based chicken nuggets. Need that. It's un-American. But anyway, there you go. Uh, Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Friday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather. Cloudy early today, but becoming mostly sunny with a high of 30. It'll be mostly clear tonight, a low of 23. The Ohio Power Siting Board has given the go-ahead for two solar projects that are planned for Hancock County. The South Branch Solar Project would be located on 700 acres north of Arcadia, while the Border Basin Project will be located on about 1,000 acres spanning both the Arcadia and Van Buren school districts. 
Under the payment in lieu of taxes, or pilot, both projects will generate over a million dollars annually for the life of those projects. And those funds go directly to schools, local government, and key civic organizations. That's Dan Schaefer, director of Finley-Hancock County Economic Development. Get more on these solar projects on our website. The Ohio State Highway Patrol is investigating a fatal crash on U.S. 30 that took the life of a Bluffton woman. Crash investigators say the 38-year-old was driving her car east on U.S. 30 and failed to yield the right-of-way while turning left to travel north on County Road 15 and was hit by a semi that was westbound on U.S. 30. The woman was pronounced deceased at the scene. The semi-driver suffered minor injuries. That crash remains under investigation. Education officials in Ohio say qualified teachers are leaving the profession at the same time that it's getting harder to convince students to aspire to be the teachers of the future. Ohio Education Association Director Scott DeMauro says the reasons for the teacher shortage still aren't solved. Students who are going through an education program have to pay full tuition and aren't, in many cases, allowed to have a side job when they're student teaching. We believe that's wrong, that's backwards, and so we're advocating for providing paid internships as an entry point into the profession. I'm Maureen Kyle. The West Ohio Food Bank will be holding food distribution events in Hancock and Putnam Counties on Saturday. These food distributions are opportunities for folks in Hancock County and a few of the other surrounding counties to get their shelves and refrigerators replenished. We know costs the grocery stores continue to remain high. The Hancock County food distribution will be at First Presbyterian Church on South Main Street in Findlay, while the Putnam County event will be at St. John's Mennonite Church on Road 4 in Pandora. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Well, if you're a regular listener to this program, you know that we generally like to kind of keep things light on Fridays or the weekend coming up and all. So when we do talk about weightier topics like we are about to do this morning, it emphasizes just how serious they are. You are probably familiar with the organization SAD. Originally founded as Students Against Drunk Driving, they have in recent years come to be known as Students Against Destructive Decisions, focusing on a number of issues that young people confront today, and one of those is dating violence. Coming off of Valentine's Day and with February being Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month, we are joined by Rick Burt, President and CEO of SAD. And Rick, the numbers here are are truly alarming, but I think it's important to maybe shock some people into reality. How pervasive is this? 25%, one in four young people right now are saying that they, uh, over the course of their adolescent years, will be involved in some sort of dangerous relationship. Obviously, that could be the physical violence that we're often most associating with, but also things like emotional, social, and psychological violence that have so oftentimes popped up in our pop culture, things like gaslighting or restricting one's access, controlling their social media, and much more. So we're taking this opportunity to talk to teens about what they can do to set healthy boundaries when they're in relationships, both romantic and platonic, and also talk with parents and other caring adults who are trying to navigate these waters right. how to talk to talk about these issues with their with their teens and how to keep their young person safe. We know through decades of research that teenagers' brains are not yet fully developed. They're still learning where those boundaries are and often can't yet fully appreciate the consequences of their action. These facts of, you know, the way teenagers' brains work can, I would imagine, complicate and make it even more challenging to address this issue. That's exactly right. Uh, We know that the brain is fully developing, in most cases, to the age of 25. 
So when young people are trying to make what can be life and death decisions when they're behind the wheel, when the conversation of alcohol and substance use comes up, uh, when we've got the con- obviously conversations like this around dating, we want to make sure that teens feel empowered with the knowledge that they need to understand the risks associated with the choices they're making. We don't want to scare people. We don't want to threaten people. We just want teens to be informed about consequences and the consequences that many of our actions can have. And certainly when we're talking about dating, teens need to have an understanding of what expectations they should have of a partner, how they can establish healthy relationship tactics, and also for parents, how they can, again, start that conversation. It can be a little bit tricky. We know how hard it can be to figure out the right way to do this. We've released a new toolkit on our website all around this subject just for parents and other caring adults you need uh, maybe a little bit of guidance on how to start that conversation. So let's uh, hit some of the basics there. And starting right at the beginning, if my son or daughter is about to go on his or her first date, I mean, so we're talking about uh, getting this, uh, getting ahead of this yeah. from the very beginning. What should that conversation look like? Yeah, I'm going to take it a step, a step back even before that. I think you when kiddos are in elementary and middle school, we can start talking about things like feelings. We can start talking about you know, expectations we should have of what who should be touching us and where. Uh, those kinds of conversations can start and should start at a younger age just because of the research we're seeing that, again, establishing those healthy expectations at a younger age really does empower your young person to feel more in control of their body and more in control of the expectations they should have in a partner. When we get to the first date, several things that are important. Again, talking about the issues of consent and what consent means, mm-hmm. how to get out of a situation if they feel like they're feeling pressured or uh, they feel like they're uh, unsafe. Also establishing what we call uh, an emergency plan. You know, uh, families have developed things. We've got resources on our website for things like even developing, a, you know, a, a code word or some sort of situation where you can text a parent or caring adult or a family member. And, you know, if the word is watermelon or if, the, if it's just a series of four T's or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that's a signal that the parent should should contact the young person. They should use uh, any means to get to them because they might be in a, an unsafe situation. Uh, and to also, you know, remind kids uh, that uh, dating is not forever, right? The whole purpose of dating is to, you know, grow as an individual to, to see what kind of partner you might want to spend your life with. So to, to frame, again, the expectation that, you know, there's no rush to date, there's no forever in dating, and to make sure that everyone is safe. We talk about some of the things that can make this particularly challenging with teenagers as opposed to older folks, because this is an issue dating violence uh, that impacts all ages. But with respect to teenagers, especially one of the couple of the other things that make this challenging. Number one, we see it all all the time in high school where a verbal argument can escalate and turn physical in the blink of an eye. Young people are going through puberty and hormones are raging through them. uh, And that's part of that's exactly what you're talking about. So again, talking about, uh, you know, how you handle those and navigate those situations is really that first step. When you feel angry, what do you do? When you begin to feel anxious or you feel pressured, what do you do? Again, our toolkit talks about some ways that we can, again, help prepare our young people for those situations. And as you were alluding to earlier, combined with the fact that things can escalate very quickly whenever you're talking about teenagers, the other challenge being the fact that young people don't have the experience to always yeah. recognize the warning signs of a situation that could spiral out of control. That's right. And when you're, you know, when you're 15, 16, 17 and you found a person you think might be the love of your life, right. uh, everything seems to hinge on that relationship. Uh, so oftentimes young people think about the here and now, they don't think about the, the long-term game, if you will, the long-term effect 
uh, of that relationship. And so, you know, there are very few and far between people, as I remind young people, who are married or in a long-term relationship with someone they've met in their younger years. So those who, who for our listeners who have, have been, congratulations, you have figured it out. Uh, but part of dating is, again, figuring out what you expect of a partner, what kind of personality do you right. blend with, a lot of those other things. So reminding young people that this is a very, most likely a temporary thing, an opportunity for you to grow, to have some good adventures, to, to have a, a, a good friend. Uh, that's a better way to frame the relationship than everything hinging on uh, those ele- those elements. And of course, you know, this is especially important around Valentine's Day when a lot of young people feel uh, like they need to be coupled up or mm-hmm. during prom or right. homecoming or some of those, some of those other seasons that, that do tend to be based more upon a relationship basis. That just adds extra pressure to an already very stressful season of a young person's life. So you go back to the statistic that you mentioned that one in four will experience yeah. this on some level. Let's talk a little bit about what to do. If I know or I suspect that my child is a victim of dating violence, most victims are hesitant to come forward, and that may be even more so yeah. for teenagers. I mean, again, adults don't always uh, come right. forward. Um, how do I approach that if I'm a parent? Yeah, the first thing, obviously, if you believe your young person is in immediate danger, to obviously engage law enforcement or other matters to get them out of that that dangerous situation. If you suspect that this is something that's more perpetual, uh, the, the best thing to do is to then have a conversation and say, hey, I've noticed your behavior has changed. Your eating habits have changed. You don't hang out with this group of friends anymore. Tell me, tell me what's going on. Uh, there are opportunities to also leverage pop culture or other normal moments. I encourage parents to, you know, have a weekly routine with their team. Maybe you go out for, you know, a donut on Saturday mornings. Maybe you play a board game on, on Tuesday night. That creates that atmosphere. You can have more of a regular check-in uh, and, and then create an opportunity to have those, con- those kinds of conversations. And then, of course, just as you said, you know, make sure we're modeling the expectations we should have of partners. Young people are are watching us, modeling how to handle conflict, modeling how to handle uh, disagreements. Those are all important elements to establishing those expectations for our young people. And again, one of the other things that we know about teenagers is that they often confide in their friends more so than yeah. their parents. Speak to other young people about what they should do if they know or suspect that a friend is involved in one of these types of toxic relationships. Yeah, you know, friendship is all about caring about that other person. And sometimes friendship uh, requires a tough conversation. Don't be afraid to have that tough conversation again with the same Probing questions, don't blame, but come in with the same probing questions. Hey, I've noticed since you've been hanging out more with X, Y, and Z, this has been happening. Uh, are you okay? I want to make sure you're okay. Also remind our listeners of the new national hotline, 988. It's a great hotline that you can use free of charge. It can be anonymous. You can talk to a, a trained professional about any number of mental health crises, including healthy relationship moments. So if you're a young person you need to talk with someone or you have a friend you need to talk about, don't feel afraid to call 988 or to engage your school counselor or any of the other uh, resources that your school or your community provides. They can be the one to, you know, again, have that tough conversation with your friend. But at least this way, there's other people that are aware of it. Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure your friend is safe. And that's what we all care about. Again, it is alarmingly common unfortunately uh the statistics are very sobering again the month of february being teen dating violence awareness and prevention month rick bird is president ceo of sad students against destructive decisions you mentioned the toolkit you have available uh for teenagers and their parents to help navigate all of these topics where do we find that yeah go to www.sadp.org 
You'll find our Parents and Adult Allies Corner for all of our parental information, uh, as well as just our regular issue areas around dating violence. Uh, you can find resources as a SAD member there as well, or also in my SAD, our membership portal. Hard to believe that we have made it to the final week already of the high school basketball season. Seems like it just got started, and here we are heading toward tournament time already. Earlier this week on the Coach's Corner, John Marshall spoke with Finley High School head coach Jim Rookie about the Trojans' regular season finale tonight against rival Lima Sr. Last Friday, you hosted St. Francis, a team that you'd beaten in league play earlier in the season by 27. You kind of one-upped it with a 31-point win in the rematch. A good night for the team all around? Very good night because they had been playing really well. You know, they... uh, they knocked off Central Catholic, who's going to probably uh, well, get, get, a, get a share of the league title for sure. They uh, lost a two to Whitmer, uh, played everybody really tough. And, uh, you know, I think we're just, uh, we, we aren't a good matchup for them. You know, they just don't match up well with us. And we've, we were able to really do a good job on their guards both games. Their guards kind of really make things go for them. And uh, we, we were able to kind of, really just give them problems and they couldn't get anything going and and uh we shot the ball really well also so then saturday things uh, a little less rosy as you dropped a 56 49 game to tiffin columbian they're a good team but you were certainly in that game what what was the difference there well they just got real really got off to a great start we ran into a buzzsaw they just shot the lights out early on and uh you know we we didn't play real well early on had some turnovers costly turnovers and uh the beaston kid who's a really nice player at 21 i think at halftime and uh just just made every shot we were down 17 you know and uh i thought we ended the half really well got it back to 12 and then won the third quarter got it down to two at the end of the third quarter and we had five shots in the fourth quarter to either tie or take the lead and and, uh couldn't knock them down and uh you know we didn't we didn't shoot the ball real well the whole night but i thought we did a really good job other than other than uh letting them get out early like that and, and make those shots i'm not sure if we could have done anything real different to to, to prevent that that sometimes you know teams just make shots and uh but i thought especially in the second half we defended really well we played like we've been playing played really hard and uh just couldn't knock down a couple shots when we when it would have really made a difference so you're coming up on the end of the regular season 14 and 7 headed into the last regular season game on friday you got a visit from rival lima senior in the last league matchup with them in the track as that league dissolves you got the better of the Spartans at their place 47-36 a month ago. They're certainly going to want to try and return the favor on your home floor. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be ready to come after us more than ever. And, uh, you know, that's it's a big rivalry game, as you said. And uh, our guys, I think, will be really ready to go. They will be. They'll be out, you know, seeking a little revenge. And uh, We did a pretty good job on them last time, but they didn't shoot the ball really well. So... You know, we, we, we can't count on that happening again, uh, you know, as much as it did the first time. So we're going to have to clean a few things up also. And, 
you know, hopefully we'll have a good shooting night at home. Do the Spartans have a go-to scorer that's important to contain to give your Trojans the best chance at a sweep of the Spartans this season? Uh, they're pretty balanced. They've got a couple seniors that, that you know, score t- 12, maybe 12 points a game or so. But, uh, you know, they don't have one guy that's really going to be the focus of things. Uh, they've, they've got the one guard and the one inside guy who's really a, really a man. And, uh, but, but they've got a lot of different guys that can hurt you. Anthony Lane going to be the tournament opponent when you'll be meeting them the following Friday. We'll save our discussion of them for next week, but I just wanted to mention that as the next game, it, it's already tournament time. So uh, yep. very, very good to uh, talk to you about that. Uh, we'll do that next week. Uh, Jim Rookie with us talking Finley Trojan boys basketball. Thanks so much for your visit, and good luck on Friday night. Thank you, John. Again, uh, the Trojans and Lima Senior tonight to wrap up the regular season. You can hear that one right here on 1330 WFIN, WFIN WFIN.com and 95.5 FM beginning right around 7.15 tonight. Meanwhile, other action in the final uh, evening of the regular season across our family of stations over on 100.5 WKXA tonight. Arlington travels to Lima Central Catholic, LCC got by just edged uh, Liberty Benton last week and uh, so or what I guess earlier in the week and so they will uh, take on another BVC foe this evening see if the uh, Red Devils will have anything for the Thunderbirds tonight on WKXA and over on 1063 the Fox Ottawa Glendorf finishes their season at Kenton tonight and uh, we'll have coverage of that one for you heading into the tournament and of course we'll have uh, complete tournament coverage. You can follow all of the action from around the area tonight, live and in real time on the WFIN scoreboard page, powered by ScoreStream and presented by Owens Community College. We've got the link on our webpage at goodmornings.net. As you know, February is American Heart Month, and according to the Cleveland Clinic's 2023 Heart Health Survey, almost half of all Americans say that cost is the number one barrier to eating heart-healthy meals. Uh, That along with access to healthy foods, and to some extent, a lack of understanding about what foods are healthiest for your heart. In case you missed it, earlier this month, we spoke with Dr. Leslie Cho, director of the Cleveland Clinic's Women's Cardiovascular Center. Let's start with a basic question uh, about how diet affects heart health. Oh, diet is a critical component of heart health. What we eat um, directly uh, translates into whether we're hypertensive or not, whether our blood pressure is high or not, whether we get diabetes or not, whether we're overweight or not in our cholesterol level. Diet is critical, not just for heart health either. It's linked to brain health. It's linked to your cancer risk. So what are some of the tips that you can offer to eating heart healthy on a budget? Because as we said in the survey, it's the number one barrier, people say, to eating heart healthy is cost. So if folks are uh, concerned about the cost or limited in their options. Yes. So, you know, there's a big misconception out there that 
organic equals health, heart health, and that's not true. And so organic food tends to be very expensive. And so people think like, oh, I only have to eat organic in order to get heart healthy. And that's totally not true. Eating in season. So eating seasonal fruits, seasonal vegetables, which tends to be cheaper, um, is actually quite heart healthy. You also want to buy in bulk. So if you have friends or neighbors that you can go uh, go in together with, and so you can buy it in bulk, so the cost is cheaper, that's much better. You want to uh, also plan your meals because planning your meals is actually very cost effective. There's been lots of studies uh, saying that if you plan out your meals, that you can really save costs. So on Sunday night, while you're looking through your calendar for what's coming up in the week, maybe think about how to budget and what to cook um, so that you can have a heart-healthy diet that's also very cost-effective. You talk about uh, the uh, misconceptions uh, about what is and isn't heart-healthy, and it it really uh, surprised me in the survey, the number of people, and it wasn't very many, but that anyone at all would think that fast food or, you know, uh, quick dining out options are, can actually be a, a heart healthy, uh, diet. I, were there, were there some things that came out of this survey that surprised you similarly? Yeah. I mean, I think that was surprising to us, but the thing that really surprised us is that Americans still think that low fat, low carb diets are the healthiest diet. And that's totally not true. These extreme diets are not sustainable, but also not heart healthy. The best diet, the diet that's consistently been shown to lower your risk for heart disease, lower your risk for stroke, decrease dementia, um, and live longer is something called a Mediterranean diet. And Mediterranean diet is really not low fat and definitely not low carb. Mm. It is a diet that's very rich in olive oil. It's rich in fish, which is high in omega-3 fatty acids, in things like avocados that are good for you. It's high in carbs, which is carbs are vegetables. Vegetables are carbs. Carbs are not just bread alone. Um, and then it also is uh, high in complex carbohydrates. That is the best diet for, um, for our heart health, but also to lower our cancer risk. You know, if there's one message we want to put out there today um, at the start of the heart month is, is that A, heart healthy diet is something all of us can do. Even if we're strapped for time, strapped for cash, or strapped for, you know, um, information, because that heart healthy diet, there's so much information out there in the web, on our website about how to do that cheaply and uh, time effectively or mm-hmm. efficiently for all the time that we spend talking about diet um whether just for health in general for heart health and for health in general that's only one part of the equation right i mean we do have to talk about uh the the flip side of that coin being exercise and and being active in the proper way absolutely i mean exercise is critical the 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 part about diet and exercise that Americans um, misunderstand is that, you know, diet um, is what has an important risk factor in terms of hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, um, and weight. 
but diet actually is a critical component to weight gain and weight loss, whereas exercise is critically important for maintenance of weight, but exercise is absolutely essential for, you know, heart health in terms of training your heart to uh, pump more efficiently, mm-hmm. training your heart to be um, metabolic, metabolically active and, and efficient and stable. So put it all together for us here as kind of a summary. What are the steps that we should be taking to start to develop an overall heart-healthy plan? The best, um, I think, plan is to be mindful about what you eat. Um, And being mindful means that you are going to think about what you have for your lunch, your uh, breakfast, and your dinner. And I think having that kind of mindfulness, understanding what you're going to put in your mouth and in your body is a huge step forward in how to control your um, heart health and how to be more proactive. I think the other important thing is, is that it has to be like a family decision. You can't be the only one in your family starting a heart healthy diet if everybody else is eating badly around you. That's just not sustainable. So maybe having, you know, a family plan about how to eat um, and live more healthily, uh, more heart health. And then trying to incorporate an active lifestyle. You know, when people, uh, when I tell my patients they have to exercise, I can just see the shuddering in their body. I can just see the eyes going back. And that's because nobody wants to exercise. Everybody's strapped. Nobody has time. But it's important to remember you can incorporate exercise into your routine already. You can park further away. You can walk up a couple of flights of stairs at work. And then you can maybe walk around uh, the block during your lunch hour instead of eating and sitting down in the cafeteria. Um, I think trying to be just more thoughtful, more mindful about our daily life will make a huge impact on our heart health. Dr. Leslie Cho, again, uh, director of the Cleveland Clinic's Women's Cardiovascular Center, talking about their uh, 2023 Heart Health Survey for American Heart Month. Dr. Cho, where do folks get more information? They can go to clevelandclinic.org forward slash love your heart. And, of course, that link is posted on our webpage at goodmornings.net. And coming up a little bit later on, inspired by that 2023 Heart Health Survey from the Cleveland Clinic, we have a collection of heart-healthy recipes from Kyra's Kitchen to get to. Uh, That is coming up in just a bit, but first... We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. A gym owner in New Jersey is facing charges after allegedly stealing from his own customers. Now, I know a lot of folks who need to join a gym and then can't unjoin the gym. They think, boy, it's a big ripoff. But no, this guy was actually physically ripping off his customers. Gregory uh, Baunico. Baunico? Uh, I'm not sure. if B-A-I-U-N-C-O. Anyway, uh, Gregory (laughs) owns the Hit Zone in Midland Park, New Jersey, and is accused of stealing 
from several customer vehicles while they were inside working out. <laughs> They're getting some exercise, and so is he. Uh, police investigated after clients showed police video evidence. Um, the gym owner charged with four counts of theft and burglary. Now, it strikes me, I, when you really think about it, is that very smart? Because, you know, his clients are, the people that he's stealing from are inside bulking up, <laughs> lifting weights and gaining muscle mass. <laughs> Got to be careful who you, who you steal from there. Really think about it. Um, <laughs> an artist in Los Angeles has had to put her painting career on pause after a bizarre accident. You wouldn't think that artists, painters, would have, you know, too many uh, occupational hazards where they could get injured. I mean, you think of careers where people could get injured. There are a lot of them, but painters, artists... Uh, you wouldn't think would be one of them, but Carla Negron fell in her art studio the other day, which somehow caused a paintbrush to stab through her hand. Ouch! She got a paintbrush through her hand. Uh, she has had to go under. She's had to undergo two surgeries to repair her hand. Nearly lost her hand, which obviously that would be devastating. As an as an artist, she has set up a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for her medical bills and recovery. That's, wow! Now here's hoping that uh, that she is okay. Uh, let's see this from Fort Wayne, Indiana, fairly close to home here. Uh, police pulled over 18 year old Anthony Lacona uh, after he took his Mustang for a spin and just couldn't res- uh, couldn't resist. Pushing the limit a little bit. Mr. Lacona was clocked by police traveling 130 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Doing 130 in a 45 mile an hour zone. Uh, police pulled him over and uh, later reported that uh, Anthony seemed to be proud of what he had done. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, after learning how fast he was going, the cops say he apparently asked to see the radar for verification. <laughs> Got a big smile on his face. All right. Uh, he's probably a little less excited. By the way, he had a passenger in the front seat of the car. The passenger was not charged, actually listed as a victim <laughs> in the police report. Because he's probably not laughing and proud of himself now. He's charged not only with speeding, but also reckless driving. Uh, a level six felony of criminal recklessness using a deadly weapon. Wow. Uh, and uh, court documents say he is uh, out on conditional release. Uh, not sure where when his uh, court date is, but... Reckless driving and a level six felony of criminal recklessness using a deadly weapon. Wow. He did a bit of trouble. I'm guessing his driving uh, driving privileges will be suspended for a time. Speaking of kids doing dumb things, three teenagers face felony charges after going on a crime spree uh, in multiple states. 
a 17, 18, and 19-year-old whose names are being withheld from the report. But apparently this, uh, this trio allegedly stole a Dodge Durango in New Milford, Connecticut earlier this week, uh, proceeded to rob a liquor store in Stamford. From there, they drove across state lines and into New York State and broke into a dealership in Westchester County where they uh, targeted the Central Avenue Chrysler dealership in Yonkers, um, raided the key fobs. Apparently, they were trying to steal additional vehicles. And, of course, they grabbed all of the money they could, uh, whatever cash they could find, before tripping the alarm. When police responded, they saw the stolen Durango outside the dealership with two masked people sitting inside. Probably gave them an idea that something nefarious was going on. Two masked people sitting in a Durango outside the uh, dealership. Uh, Once the suspects noted that they weren't alone... They uh, floored it, did a U-turn, went to pick up their accomplice who was running from the dealership. The police then pursued the stolen car back into the state of Connecticut, where the teens then ditched the vehicle and tried to run away on foot. Police found them hiding in another vehicle and placed them under arrest. They are all facing felony charges in both Connecticut and New York State. In the category of how much trouble can we get into in one crime spree? How much trouble can we get into? There you go. And finally, in the uh, broken news this morning, a Speedway gas station in Philadelphia is confusing some of its customers and neighbors by blasting opera music through their speakers at all hours of the day and night. Uh, Said one resident clinton barnes who lives nearby i went out to feed the dogs and i heard all this music i couldn't tell where it was coming from it was loud it was unbelievably loud for that time of night the opera music can at times be quite loud according to neighbors who live even a block away they have been bothered by this as if someone had turned on a television and cranked the volume all the way up that's what it sounds like even a block away Uh, Many have speculated that this station is one of many that have been using this tactic to deter homeless people from loitering in their establishments. Uh, One customer who lives in the neighborhood said, I love opera, but they're going to have to find something else. (laughs) And here's the thing that gets me. I mean, like I said, this has been uh, in the news. A number of stations, uh, places have been doing this, uh, convenience stores and such. If they can hear... This from I mean, if people from a block away from the store are complaining, how do you think the employees feel? You know, how do you think the employees of the store feel? Because they got to be there for like eight hours at a time listening to all of this. That's those are the ones that I feel bad for. You're gonna drive away the homeless. You're gonna drive away their employees. There you go. Uh, that is today's broken news report. An update on the odd and unusual side of the headlines. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Finley's Andy Ritz on becoming a Finley Rotarian. After 35 years working as a pediatrician in Finley, I wanted to give back to the community, but not at my job, but as a service that would reach many people. The best way to do this was for me to join Finley Rotary, and that's what I did in February of 2022. To become part of an organization that brings together business, professional 
professional leaders to provide community service and advance goodwill, contact Findlay Rotary at FindlayRotary.org and click on Join. This message provided by WFIN. Before we get to uh, Kyra's recipes here this morning, our daily download today, the numbers behind the news, the statistics that shape our lives, and actually uh, relates to uh, oh, Kyra's okay. kitchen. Okay. Do you know your grandma's recipes by heart? A survey of 2,000 American adults suggests that the average person knows 15 recipes by heart and eats 10 home-cooked meals weekly. Wow. Kind of interesting. Uh, I know a couple. (laughs) 56% of Americans say they learn about new food trends through social media. 62% of millennials agree that the camera eats first. Find that on on social media. Okay. Uh, Preparing and cooking quality meals at home really presents an opportunity for self-proclaimed foodies to experiment in the kitchen and get creative. Uh, this according to uh, Kristen Bryan with the uh, company HelloFresh. Yep. Everybody's okay. familiar with HelloFresh. Mm-hmm. Hello 34% of those in the survey say they are healthy chefs. 30% self-described uh, as speedy cooks. So fast uh, okay. over, fast or fresh. Okay. 34% say healthy. Uh, 30% say speedy. 21% yep. Of those in the southeastern part of the country prefer slow cooking. Yep. Is it the southern slow cooking? Yep. 42% of respondents in the northeast. Uh, okay. So you think New York, New England, right, you know, right. where it seems like they want to do everything fast. Fast. Yeah, well, they're just, yeah. They, everything they want to do fast. Yeah. So that's, they, that's the uh, that's, area that most no prefers uh, their meals done fast. So just kind of interesting there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our daily download this morning. Yeah, kind of relates to. Yep. So earlier, uh, we were mentioning uh, that February is American Heart Month, and we were talking about the Cleveland Clinic's uh, latest heart health survey and the perception, often a misperception, that eating heart healthy is A, expensive, B, time-consuming, or both. Yeah. We've got a collection of heart-healthy recipes from Kyra's Kitchen this morning. And my <laughs> wife, Kyra, has joined us uh, in the studio, as you can tell. Good morning. Um, and uh, Dr. Cho from the uh, Cleveland Clinic that we were talking about, uh, talking with a little bit earlier, uh, said they're, one of their favorite uh, diets for heart-healthy uh, eating is the Mediterranean diet. It's not yep. the only one out there, but it's one of their favorites. Yep. And so these actually would fall into the Mediterranean, Mediterranean. diet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, if you're not on the Mediterranean diet, they're yeah. still just yummy. Yeah. And these are actually pretty easy. Yeah. So yeah. first of all, we have salmon bites in the air, air fryer. fryer. So yeah. again, maybe something you wouldn't mm-hmm. think of. But. Right, right. So one pound of uh, salmon fillets. Two tablespoons of teriyaki sauce, one tablespoon of olive oil, one tablespoon of soy sauce, uh, half a tablespoon of honey, half a teaspoon of garlic powder, and a half a teaspoon of ground pepper. So remove the skin from the salmon uh, using a sharp knife. Then chop your fillets into about one-inch cubes. Then in a medium bowl, add your teriyaki sauce, your olive oil, your soy sauce, your honey, your garlic powder, and your pepper, and blend that together well. I usually use a whisk when I'm working with oil okay. to try and get it blended as right. good. Um, 
add the salmon to the marinade. Um, just marinate it for about 10, 15 minutes. You, uh, that's the one thing about fish and seafood is, is as opposed to as opposed to meat. Beef or it's pork right. Or it's a like lot that. thinner. It's a lot. Right. So it soaks it up quicker. So, so about the time that it takes the oven to correct, preheat. Correct. Yeah. And even maybe less. I mean, it just depends, yeah. especially with that soy sauce and that salt. Mm-hmm. So, so preheat your air fryer to 350. Place the salmon bites into the basket in a single layer. Do not overcrowd them. Um, you don't want them on top of each other. They'll stick together. Right. Um, so cook for six to eight minutes um, for the salmon. Uh, you're going to shake your basket about halfway in between, so about three to four minutes. Okay. So you're going to really want to keep your eye on because this stuff will Again, cook quickly they cook also. quickly. Right. Correct. Okay. You don't want chewy, dry... <laughs> <laughs> salmon, salmon bites, yeah. No. Air fryer salmon bites. Yes. That's all there is to it. To yep. go along with that, you have a sunflower crunch kale cabbage salad. Yes. <laughs> so so this is kind of all the Mediterranean stuff. Um, your lettuces, your seeds, your, you know, that type yeah. of stuff. So Checks all of the boxes yes. here. One small head green cabbage uh, chopped, one uh, half head of purple cabbage chopped, two medium carrots peeled and chopped, uh, two cups of kale ribs uh, removed. You're going to remove the ribs and then dice the kale. Uh, Two teaspoons of salt, one teaspoon of pepper, a half a cup of dried cranberries, one cup of sunflower seeds, a half a cup of mayonnaise, a quarter cup of apple cider or apple juice, uh, two tablespoons of sugar, two cloves of garlic minced, and one and a half uh, tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. So in a large bowl, Stir together the uh, the green and purple cabbage along with your carrots and your kale. Add the salt, the pepper, the bacon bits. Um, if you want the bacon bits with with heart healthy, right. you don't want bacon maybe, bits. Maybe not bacon yeah. bits. But yeah. So um, your garlic, your sunflower seeds, and your dried cranberries. Stir well to combine, then set that aside. In a small bowl, whisk together your mayonnaise, your apple cider, your uh, your cider vinegar and your sugar until that's nice and smooth. Your you want your sugar to dissolve. Mm-hmm. Pour the cider and the mayonnaise dressing over the cabbage mixture and then stir that well to combine. Uh, cover and refrigerate for about 60 minutes to kind of let that marinate and get all those flavors right. in there mm-hmm. all yummy and good. Uh, serve trilled chilled with uh, your uh, cranberries, your sunflower seeds, any type of yummy nuts or anything like that you like in your salad. There you go. All right. So uh, the sunflower crunch kale cabbage salad. Yes. That's a mouthful. Yes. Um, And the salad is too. And then real quickly for dessert, we have a mixed berry crisp. Yes. So three-fourths cups of gluten-free flour. If you don't have gluten-free, you can use it. It's just more heart healthy. Uh, Three-fourths cup of rolled oats, one-third cup honey, a half a cup of walnuts chopped, a third cup of olive oil, one tablespoon of water, a half teaspoon of your pink salt, Himalayan pink salt, a half a teaspoon of baking powder and one teaspoon of cinnamon. Then for your fruit base, it's four cups of berries, uh, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. Whatever berries are yes. in season. Yes, so, and and, yeah. and they can be frozen also. You don't have to. Good point. Yeah, yeah, you just need to make sure the water is off of them yeah. uh, if they're frozen. Quarter cup of water, one t- tablespoon of gluten-free flour, one 
lemon juiced and a quarter teaspoon of salt. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Spray your eight by eight inch baking dish with cooking spray. In a bowl, combine all the ingredients for the crisp. Set that aside. Then in the second bowl, combine your ingredients for the fruit base. Pour the mixture into the eight by eight baking uh, baking dish. Top with your crisp mixture and then bake in the oven for 35 minutes and enjoy. Simple is that. Yes. So again, we're just kind of blowing the idea out of the water right. that uh, eating heart healthy is complicated right. and expensive. Right. Uh, the air fryer salmon bites, the sunflower crunch kale cabbage salad, and the mixed berry crisp. Those recipes are posted on the Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page, yep. right? Yep. At Kyra's Kitchen WFIN on Facebook. So make sure that you uh, like her page to get all of the weekly recipes and all kinds of other goodies as well. And if you have something that you are looking for uh, recipe-wise, or if you have one you want to share, or if you have uh, taken one from the collection that we've offered yes. and maybe spiced it up, added a bit of your own twist, by yep. all means, uh, share that on the uh, Facebook page and we'd be happy to uh, share it on the uh, program as well. Again, at Kyra's Kitchen, WFIN on Facebook and we do have that link up at goodmornings.net. Yes. My wife, Kyra, with us this morning with her recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. Kai, thanks very much. You're welcome. And that will finish up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And of course, remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. Check us out at our little corner of the World Wide Web. That is goodmornings.net. Coming up Monday on the program, it is Restaurant Week in Findlay. We'll tell you who's participating and all of the culinary delights they will be serving up. So until Monday morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day, a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next week.